Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Chris Powell. Chris is a personal trainer by trade, but he is also a reality television show host and best-selling author. You may be familiar with Chris as he hosted the hit ABC television show called Extreme Weight Loss, where he focused on transforming individuals by helping them through life-changing makeover. The show was a huge success and lasted five seasons. The TV show, his books, his company, Transform, including the Transform app, has helped hundreds of thousands of people transform their lives by empowering them by creating effective solutions for lifelong change. Chris is also a proud dad. He takes the title of dad very seriously. In my conversation with him, he proudly shares some unique parenting tools that he has used that has worked well for his family. Please pay close attention as Chris goes into great details regarding these strategies, some of which pertain to encouraging our kids to live a healthy lifestyle without putting too much pressure on them. Please welcome Chris Powell to Dad Up. Chris, thank you very much for joining on Dad Up today. I appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. It is certainly an honor to have you on. I'm glad you took the time. And um, so welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate you having me on. Um, if you could do me a favor, for people who may not know who you are, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of your backstory, and then uh, also how many kids you have? Yeah, you bet. Um, so I'm uh, I'm a trainer by trade. I kind of came up in the industry. Uh, I found a passion working for where I'm working with people that were classified as severely obese and helping through the journey of transformation. And you know, it caught the eyes of some people in Hollywood. And before I knew it, I I had the opportunity to have a, a television show on ABC that was called Extreme Makeover Weight Loss Edition. And they later changed the name to Extreme Weight Loss. And we ran for five years on ABC. And the premise of the show was over the course of the year, I would I would help people through the, the journey of transformation and not just weight loss, but in, in all aspects of their life. And um, so it was, a, it was a wonderful five-year run. And in fact, my my first, my son was born at the very beginning of season one, when we started it off, and then my mm. daughter was born in season three of the show. Wow. And so, so things got real crazy real quick between production and, you know, and being a father and, and raising right. a family. And, and, but fortunately, I, I became a stepfather before that. And so, and right. my, my stepkids, they showed me the ropes early. And so, um, <laughs> but anyway, I, you know, it was a great five-year run. And, and, and since then, uh, since the show, the, the contract, ran up. Um, basically, I moved into the tech world. We started building uh, a fitness app that and taking off. And we built a whole company around that with an ecosystem of supplements and coaching and everything. So it's it's been a really wild ride here over, just over the last 10 years between kids and production and, you know, television shows and now uh, right. a, a tech company. And so it's been wild. So, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I have, you know, Technically, I consider myself having four children, two stepchildren, right. and then two biological children. And then, um, but as of recent, my, my, my wife and I have gone through a divorce. And so I, I still consider my stepkids my kids. In fact, I, I see them at least twice a week. And they, they were just over here at the house a couple of days ago for a little dinner and barbecue and everything. So, but um, yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I have to tell you, uh, my wife and I were huge fans of the show. Um, we watched it all the time. Oh, and, thank um, you. Uh, you guys, you guys really, you and your wife both made a, made a huge impact on people's lives. And 
And you've really impacted hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people all over the, all over the place. And so what you guys have done and what you have done has just been, just been unbelievable, remarkable. Oh, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks for keeping me employed <laughs> and, and, and watching my show for a while. Um, yeah, you know, it, it really was a blessing and I am grateful for every moment of that opportunity. And uh, I am excited to, to kind of carry on the, the purpose and the legacy behind that in a lot of other ways. That's so cool. it's, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Have you, just out of curiosity, have you kept up with any of the people that you helped out through the program? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, well, um, for example, our top coach is uh, one of our participants from season four, Bruce Pitcher. No way. That's awesome. And my head of operations is from season five, Rachel Paul. In fact, she was on the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Rachel. Yes. So Rachel was season five of our show. And I was, yeah, and I actually just did a story two days ago about a, a, a helmet that my, my good buddy Bob from season three gave me. So I just talked to him a couple of days ago, Jackie from season two. And so like, I've made all of my closest, closest friends were participants on the show, actually. That's so, very cool. so when I say it was a blessing to be, you know, to have had the opportunity to help these people through the journey, well, the real blessing was all the friendships that I developed in the process. And in fact, my supervising producer from 10 years ago that I started the show with, he's coming to stay with me this weekend and our executive producer is coming out in two weeks. And so we're just going to have a big, uh, a guy's getaway weekend. And so, yeah, it's, you know, lifelong friendships and, and connections were made during those amazing five years. And so, yeah, when, when I say it was a blessing, it was a blessing in so many ways. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you this. You've, so you've been in the kind of the fitness arena for quite some time. Is, has that, was that always a passion for you to go down that career path? Or did you, were you looking to do something else when you were younger? Well, actually, I always thought I was going to be an airline pilot, to be honest with you. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> so my, my dad is a pilot, and I, he was my idol. And he was a fighter pilot in the Navy, which is so cool, right? So, right. you know, he, he flew F4s and A4s, and he did air shows and stuff like that. So that was just amazing. And then he moved on into the airlines, and I just always thought, like, man, I'm going to be an airline pilot like my dad. But the only, the craziest thing, though, is as much as I wanted to force myself to love flying, I went, I got my, my pilot's license when I was 17, and I went and got my instructor rating and my instrument and my commercial. I've, I've done it all, and I was actually a flight instructor while I was in college, thinking I was going to build hours and go into, go into the airlines. But deep down, I actually always had this weird kind of fear of flying and that I just don't completely trust myself behind the controls of an airplane. And so, and you know, which it is what it is, you know, different strokes for different folks. And I tried to force it because I didn't, I didn't see a, a career path doing anything else, but I was far more passionate about fitness ever since I was 14 years old. And I was, I was a small kid in school growing up. I was bullied like crazy. I was introduced to fitness to working out when I was 14. And it was the mm. first thing that gave me my power back. And so mm. I've, never, I've never been more passionate about anything than fitness. And so fitness has always been my thing, but I didn't, never saw a career in it. So I was trying to force myself to be an airline pilot, but I just, I was terrified of flying. And so... 
Um, and finally, you know what the turning point was of all things was my airline interview. No joke. I was at, and I was terrified because I'm like, I can't believe I've got all the hours. I'm actually was selected to interview with Mesa Airlines. On, no way. Uh, uh, yes, on September. Listen to the timing. September 13th of 2001. Wow. So, yeah. So if you do the math, just two days prior, September 11th happened. Yeah. I turned on the TV. I watched the whole thing go down. I said, and, and immediately from there, I got a phone call two hours later. that said, well, your, you know, your interview was canceled and oh. the airlines are going to be firing and furloughing. And you know, it's funny. My initial reaction was be like, was, ah, uh, and right after I did, I said, oh, I went, you know, and, and unfortunately, like, what a horrific, you know, series of right. events there. But it was like, well, what am, yep. what am I, what am I going to do now? Oh my gosh, I'll just start training people. And I didn't know where it was going to go, but I love it. It was a weird sense of relief kind of like came over me. And, and it just, and I started, I literally walked into the gym on September 12th. I got a job and the rest is history. Wow. Pilot Chris. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. Which, by the way, like I got to live out my dream of flying in a jet just a couple of years ago. I got to go flying with the Blue Angels, which is the most amazing experience ever. It was wild. Yeah. That is on my bucket list for sure. Oh man, it's it's worth it every every second. <laughs> I was uh, I spent uh, four years in the Marine Corps and I never oh. had an opportunity to fly on a jet, but I've flown in plenty of helicopters and there's and and flying in the in the in the CH fifty threes is nothing nothing uh, like a, a jet, I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice and noisy. That that's that's the Chinook, eh? Right. <laughs> yes. Well, th- thank you for your service. I really appreciate thank you very much. Uh, thank you very yeah, much. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, well, cool. Kind of segueing into your dad. Well, you got four kids. Um, two of them are stepkids, but you, you've really taken on a role of, as a dad to them. And um, so I commend you for that, first of all. Um, but what do you what have you enjoyed most about being a dad? Oh, wow. You know, okay. And, and I'm going to say some things here that, that some people might disagree with me, but being a father, I and, and I've actually got this through through my years of therapy as well, um, I have experienced unconditional love. Mm. And with my, through my connection with my children. And where, you know, in, in a relationship with, you know, a significant other or something like that, you, there are rules that you live by and everything. And as, as far as that goes, but with, with my children, so it is pure, unconditional love. And, um, I, and I, I think the, the, you almost have to be a parent to actually experience that, to like know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. And, um, you know, and you think about it, it's like, gosh, you know, whatever this child does, whatever happens, no matter what, like I will always feel this, the, the deepest kind of connection I can ever have to love and protect them. And, and I, I, I've never experienced that any other time in my life. And it didn't happen until I was actually like holding my child in my hand. And it was like, mm-hmm. wow, now you don't get it until you get it. And when you get it, it just hits you across the face. And you're like, that's it. I am yep. here on earth to guide you, to lead you, to give you every opportunity in this world. And I just love the heck out of this little human being right here. And I'll do anything to protect you. 
you know, and again, it was, it's a surreal experience when you feel it, you feel it and you yeah. can't deny it. No, you can't. It's very, it's a very common answer with um, all the dads that I interview. Um, and I've talked about it many times. We've shared it many times on uh, throughout other conversations I've had. It is a love that is can't, that cannot be explained to guys that don't have kids. You just can't explain right. it. They don't, they don't understand it until they have right. kids. They don't understand it. So you're absolutely right. A hundred percent. And and sometimes you don't get yeah, some people because like, well, what about the love that you have for your wife? And I'm like, well, that, it's different. It's right. really different. Like there's rules there and there's, you know, there's just, yep. it, it's just different. <laughs> you know, you, you try to put it to words and sometimes the best you can do is just say, well, it's just different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Just a, it's just a deep inner, inner love that is just, that is unmatched to anything else. A hundred percent. And it's a, it's a willing responsibility. It's just like, wow, you feel the responsibility, but you embrace it. And it's just like, and you just feel driven and that, you know, to, to, to connect with this little human being and to do everything that you can for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Now, as far as um, challenges go, dads have challenges. Moms have challenges. We have challenges that we face as parents with our kids. Um, you have obviously a very successful career that you're trying to trying to stay on top of and you've got four kids that are all ranging in age from how old your oldest now the oldest is 15 they okay. go 15 13 9 and 6 well there you go so you're, you're yeah. got a, quite a range there what challenges do you face as a dad Holy smoke, how long is this podcast? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to try to keep this as short and concise as possible. And I'm just going to give you, I'm just going to shoot from the hip and, and just with full transparency and just let me hear you. All right. Um, I mean, okay, so right, I mean, right off the bat, the challenges facing the children is that, and, and again, it's actually not a challenge that I have with the children. It's a challenge that I have with, you know, with Heidi as, you know, as far as raising them, I'm a very structured system, like systematic kind of person as far as I believe in structure, I believe in discipline, I believe in a certain approach. And, and actually, but and Heidi is a little bit more free-flowing, but the thing is that really works for her parenting style. But right. I, have a, I have a different parenting style. Then, of course, with the older kids, their father is in the picture who's a great friend of mine. He's a good man, and he and I is probably one of my best friends um, oh, of cool. all things. Is my my soon to be ex wife ex husband? Like how ironic is this? Right. Um, so so again, like he and I, we get together all the time. He works with me. He's just he's a great person. But we all have different t- uh, parenting styles. So so it's it's being respectful to the other parents. You know, and then trying to enforce a certain parenting style, but also knowing that some of the other parents might not agree with this. And so it's really, it's, it's constant communication among the three of us. And I know I might be throwing a, a dynamic at you that's a little different from maybe some of the people that are listening in right now. But it's just like when, when we're in a co-parenting world. It's just this constant communication that has to happen among the parents where we all have to sometimes, you know, agree to disagree, but then no matter what, you have to come together and then agree upon a, like a unified front in which to approach the kids with. Because, you know, when one parent goes implement the system, then the other parent goes, no, that doesn't work. And then the other parent comes in, it just creates a, a lot of confusion with the kids. And then before you know it, there are no rules. 
and the kids are just as confused as the parents are and everything goes out the window. So that, that for, for me, and I'm only speaking for myself in this particular situation has been the most difficult thing because I also have a tendency to get busy in my everyday life and then I'll go implement a system without communication with the other parents, which is that that's on me. That's my responsibility. And that's where I've gone wrong in a handful of things is again, you know, I, I set up systems, I implement, and then the other parents come in and they're like, what is this? And I'm right. like, well, I set up these spreadsheets and you know, the kids move from this station to this <laughs> station. They're like, no, this doesn't work. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's for me, that's been probably the biggest challenge. And then of course, you know, across the spectrum. Yeah. And, and again, all the parents out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but man, the personalities are so different and the learning styles are so different among all four of these kids. And so it's, you know, even for a systematic person like myself, it's just each one requires their own special touch, you know, their own nuances in order to really connect with them. So it's really, it's the learning what that child's love language is and learning their, learning how they learn and learning what they're passionate about and trying to, you know, trying to stoke that passion at the same time, guide them on what we feel is the right path for them in life. So yeah. it's no, a tricky, tricky yeah, balance, man. It is. It, and co-parenting is very, very tough. And that is certainly a challenge, um, but you're right. And, you know, regardless if you're in a co-parenting relationship or, or with your spouse in a married relationship, it's important that you communicate and you have the understanding of what each other, each of you are, is trying to accomplish. And you know, one thing that you can't do is you can't try to negotiate with each other and, and try to come to a compromise in front of your kids. Oh. It's something that's very critical that parents, a lot of parents make that mistake is they try to, you know, one parent tries to, tries to, whether it's discipline or whatever it is, they try to discipline a certain way and the other parent tries to correct them in front of the kids. And that's certainly a huge, huge mistake. 100%. And, and you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that. And I, I, but I learned that lesson years ago, but nevertheless, I'll be the first to say that that was something that definitely happened in my marriage and, and in our parenting is all the disagreements and then correcting each other in front of the kids. And you, both of us, both me and Heidi, we quickly realized how, how fast that doesn't work. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because the, the moment the kids see that weakness, they exploit it like you couldn't imagine. They're brilliant little, you know, and intelligent little humans. And they figured this stuff out of fact, even when they're six years old, they get it. And then yep. before you know it, they go, aha, and now mm-hmm. I can get mom against dad and I can get dad against mom. And it's so, and so they, cause they realize, oh, well, if they don't communicate, then I'm going to get whatever I want from that person. And if they don't give it to me, I'm going to get it from the other one. And then yep. that, that doesn't work. They're going to be so busy arguing with each other. I'm just going to go do whatever the heck I want. <laughs> and so yep. our kids, that's exactly that one. <laughs> go ahead. Yep. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, yeah, our kids figured that one out real fast and they exploited it as fast as they could. <laughs> um, now, 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 being who you are in the fitness industry, how do you teach your kids to live a balanced, like your own kids, how do you teach your kids to live a balanced, healthy lifestyle without them fixating on that and living that way 24-7? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, you know, so it, it's actually a bit of a, for me, a phased approach. Um, so what, what we always did is like as infants, 
um, just because fitness is a part of our life. And so we'll, we, we always have a, a room in the house that's like dedicated to fitness, like there's an exercise room. It's typically our garage, but from the moment that they are, you know, infants, then we bring them with us when we go out to the garage and they might be in their little rocker. We'll turn on the cartoons and the TV and then mom and I are just working out. And they get mm. to see that. And then as they grow up, we just let them play around us while we're working out. Again, it's play, it's TV, it's entertainment, it's family time. Sometimes between sets, we entertain them. We have a little bit of fun. So it just becomes, it's a very normal thing. And then as they get older and older and older, and again, all, all the all the parents out there, all the dads that are listening, we got these um, foam, and then it really worked well with Cash because we got him since he was an infant. We got like these foam weight sets. And barbells and dumbbells. And so oh, that's as cool. we would do, yeah, so as we would do our movement, then they would do it with us. And they would always want to just mimic what mom and dad are doing. And then as they would do it, we'd praise them. Oh, good job. That was amazing. You're so strong. You know, and they get them giddy. And then by the time they hit about five or you know, about four or five, um, or maybe even five or six, that's when we'll say, wait, we're going to let you work out with us. And it's like, we're going to let you. And so it becomes like a reward. It's like, oh man, I've been a good kid. I get to work out with mom and dad today. And so, oh, and, and, and it, so now it becomes a reward system. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh wow, if you, you know, you've been awesome today, then you get to work out with us. And so, um, and that's really that's been huge for us in just helping kind of create that positive, you know, positively reinforcing exercise and making it into like a really a, an enjoyable experience for them from an early, early standpoint because their brains are still evolving and they're molding. Right. So they're making all kinds of crazy neural connections in there. So we want to, we want that, that translation for movement to be like a wonderful reward. So that's what we'll do. And then as you know, once they hit six, seven, eight, that's when, um, you know, electronics, become even yeah. more <laughs> even more of a reward and that you know the, and let's be honest that continues up until we're 40, right? yeah. <laughs> 40 or 50. so what we do then is um you know and granted while while it's a regular part of our our, our lives and while we've let them work out with us you know sometimes we'll even let them work out when they're four or five and again with like those foam dumbbells but what we'll do is um then in order for them to actually they don't get any screen time until they earn it and then I, I've actually created a one-month schedule of just fun workout games that I've put together. And they usually last, you know, 10 to 20 minutes. Um, and so it's Monday through Saturday. And it's these, you know, again, like fun little workout circuits that combine balance and agility and coordination and some push-ups and maybe some pull-ups and some squats. And they'll, they'll complete that workout among a, a list of other things that I have, you know, that include – um, mindfulness, coding, reading, writing, music, math, money, all these different things. And when they complete that, that list, then they can earn at least, and this is big because the reward is big. Um, they earn, they earn two, two hours of screen time or they just earn two hours of whatever time they want. But screen time, because if they finish the list, they can have their screen time. But now they don't, don't have to finish the list. They don't have to work out. And, but if you don't work out, you don't get your iPhone. If you don't work out, you don't get your Nintendo Switch or your Xbox. And so this, and this goes for all the kids. And we, I have still have yet to have a day. And we've been doing this. I've been doing this consistently as far as this schedule goes since COVID hit in March. Um, but I, I've had, uh, as far as earning your electronics with movement, we've been doing that for like five years. But um, not one day has gone by that they haven't happily completed their list 
to earn their electronic time. That's awesome. No, that's cool. It's worked so beautifully. In fact, I started posting it on my, on my Instagram and on my social and all these other parents were like, dude, that's awesome. I'm going to copy it. And I'm like, take it. If it benefits you in your life, by all means, take it. So I've got both my workout schedule, which is a one month workout schedule for kids. And then I, and their personal growth charts where I've got 20 minutes per station. They each have digital timers that they've customized that they can take with them. And they set them for, for 20 minutes of station. Sometimes the workouts are 15 minutes and they literally set the thing. It counts down per station and they just go station to station. They earn everything they need. And so wow. this is how, this is how I tried to create balance. You know, I create balance through systems and routine. And mm-hmm. so, and I'm trying to teach that to them because I know as they get older and their lives just get busier, if they can create some sort of systems and routines for themselves, they can just be that much more efficient. And they, their, their lives aren't going to be surrounded with both mental and physical clutter, you know? <laughs> awesome. No, I love that. That's awesome. And it's, and it's great that uh, other, other people are picking up on that and, and utilizing that. So you're, you're already making a difference in other parents' lives with their kids. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Just the feedback I've gotten has been awesome. And I, and I always tell them, look, guys, look, I, I'm no pro here. I'm sure in 20 years, all the kids are going to end up on a therapist couch sometime saying, then my dad made me do this, and then he said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there's there's going to be a handful of moments in which I'm sure I've, I've made some sort of crazy impact on them. But nevertheless, at least I'm just doing the best I can to try to keep them, to make them as well-rounded as possible for the life ahead. That's cool. That's great. Well, what do you think is the, you know, we all know affirmations are important and especially, you know, when you're trying to, um, to live a healthy lifestyle and trying to get into shape, uh, affirmations are certainly important. What do you think is the single most important affirmation you've given to your kids? You know, I got this one through, actually, I, I discovered it within when I was just going through my own therapy. And um, it was something I struggled with as a kid. Um, and and not, not that my parents did not make me feel this way, which they did, but it's something that I just struggled finding it myself just through a lot of extraneous circumstances. And so I tell my kids every day, I hug them and I say, and they're probably so sick of this because I get all serious <laughs> and everything. And, you know, and I'm always like, you know, wiping tears from my eyes, but I'm always like, I always tell them, guys, you are safe and you are loved always. Just no oh, awesome. And I love, yep. And, and so I've actually got these two little post-its on my bathroom mirror that say, you are safe and you're loved. Because I tell that to myself and I tell that to them because they need to know that. Because other, if they don't have that, then they won't venture out. They won't take risks. They won't, right. they won't, they won't fully express themselves because they'll, they'll be busy in survival mode. So I want to let them know that I that they are always safe and that they're always loved. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, yeah. Affirmations are important. I had a, I, I had one in particular for my older son, as we were talking about uh, my older son before we started recording. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, ever since he was a little boy, um, I could tell him, uh, I could say to him, you're the leader, you're the champion. And his response would always be, I'm the best, I'm the best in the world. And it's, I, 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 I promise you to this day, he's 21 now to this day. If I said you're a leader, you're a champion, he may give me the smirk like, okay, dad, but uh, he, he knows the response of I'm the best in the world. I love that. uh, Hey Brian, I hope you don't mind. Can I use that? Oh, go for it, man. Go for uh, it. 
I love it, man. Thank you. That's Thank so you. cool. Yeah. Um, very cool. So what do you think the uh, single most important thing you've learned from your parents and how has it impacted you as a father? You know, so my parents were big on affirmations too. And, and so I, you know, while I tell my kids that they're safe and they're loved all the time, um, there is something else that I do tell them. And I always, I, I always wait for it to be a, a different time. Um, but I, my parents, every single day told me, like usually as they're tucking me into bed, they'd say, do you know how special you are? Oh, you are going... Yeah, and they said, you are here to do great things on this earth. Whatever that might be, whatever it is that you're passionate about, you're going to do great, great things. And I believed them. <laughs> and, and because of that, that actually gave, like that, repeating that over and over and over and over and over to me, gave me the belief in myself. And I actually believed, I was like, wow, I'm going to do great things. And so because of that, I, when, when it comes to life, I swing for the fences. Now, granted, I have failed more times than I have succeeded, but I can't swing the bat without swinging for the fences because I believe, like, I, I just, like, they ingrained it in me. It's like, I'm here to do great things. But the thing is, we're all here to do great things. And so I think when you swing that bat, you should always swing for the fences because, yeah. And and sometimes you're not going to connect, but the few times that you do, guess what? You're hitting a grand slam, <laughs> and, yep. and it's amazing. And you get to and you really get to to make a profound impact in the world around you. So, yeah, that's great. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, always swing for the fences for sure. And you know what? If you end up short, you end up with a double. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You're still on you the you're still on the game. Yeah. <laughs> right. Totally. Oh, very cool. That's, that's great. Um, now, if I were to ask your kids, um, including your stepkids, if I were to ask them, um, tell me something about your dad. What would you hope that they would say about you? Well, honestly, they would, they would probably say that I'm funny or embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> so what, either one or the other, you know. It, what kids don't, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm one or the other. I'm either funny or I'm embarrassing. I, I hope in a few years, though, I hope that they'll say that I gave them every opportunity they could have to be effective humans in the world. Mm. That's, what I, that's what I hope for. And that, that's, that's what I want for them. Now, like, I do believe that the happiness thing is up to them. But one thing I can do is I can give them the skills and opportunities to make the most of the life that they have. So I... Uh, that's what I hope for. But right now, I think I'm just stuck with funny and embarrassing. Right. So, so I'll take it for now. <laughs> Maybe we can change that. Well, you're not alone in that. I think, I think you know, as far as my kids, my kids would say he's, he's always there for me. Um, yeah. I've always been there for my boys uh, ever since they were, you know, obviously born. But, I mean, I've coached every single one of their, their sporting teams that they were on uh, all the way through high school. So um, I've always been, always been involved, and I think that's what they would say. So. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, well, listen, listen, if I'd ask you, uh, if you had the secret of raising good kids and I had to ask you to share it with me, what would that secret be to Chris? Oh, um, and again, I'm only speaking from my experience here. I'm no pro at this and I'm, I'm learning along with everybody else, but to raising good kids, 
I would say you really, I, you really need to focus, and not you, I really need to focus on being their parent and not their friend. Mm-hmm. And so we can have a lot of fun, but typically every single night, no matter how much fun we have, it's going to end in a no. It's going to end in somebody being disciplined. It's going to end in them not happy about the outcome of the situation, but I'm doing it because it's in their best interest. And right. so like, I, I have to even remind myself, and especially, especially, in, and I'm, I'm going to go here, but just going through this, uh, this separation with, with Heidi, um, it's really, and I found myself, it's easy to fall into the trap of, oh, when they, when they come over to my house, we're going to go get pizza. We're going to go with the Chuck E. Cheese. We're going to go, you know, right. we're going to go to Disneyland. We're gonna, and so it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that they just love being with me. And then I thought, then I, I had to put myself in check and we just thought, wow, wait a second. They, the, the kids want as much as they don't think they do, they want that discipline. They need the discipline. They need you to tell them no. They need you to put them in their place. They, there's three rules that we live by in my household, and that is hard work, respect, and kindness. And all those kids, they, they will they will re- recite that to you. Every single time I'll say, pal, pass, three rules. And they go, hard work, respect, and kindness. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, no, and, and, it, and it works really well, but the, I have to enforce that. And if, if I don't, then I, I, I believe I'm failing them as a parent. And so, yeah, and, 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 and again, though, as much as I just want to have fun with them, and very quickly, the more fun you have, the more they think, oh, then I'm going to sit by with this. I don't need to work hard. Oh, I can be disrespectful to my sister or to my dad, or, right. you know, or I can be unkind about this, and I, can, I don't have to share. I can take this. No. This is, and it will be met with discipline. It absolutely will be met with discipline. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It, it, you're right. It's, it's, we have to provide the, the structure for them. And, and here's the secret. The secret is that when you provide that structure, you have the discipline, you have the fun, um, and you provide the right structure for your kids, your kids are going to be your friends. I mean, even though yes. we're just still their parents, they're still going to be your friends because they're still going to respect you, look up to you, honor you, as long as you're doing all those other things. 100%. 100%. And, and again, they might not love it now, but dude, I have yet, I have yet in my experience in, in the 15 years so far for them to actually hold a grudge about right. something I disciplined them over. Because the thing is, it's not like I wanted to discipline. And I'll even stop there and be like, do you think I want to ground you right now? Do you think I want to have this conversation with you? Right? <laughs> it's like, right. no, there's a, there's, I can think of 2 million things I'd rather be doing right now. Like having fun with you, but I'm doing right. it because it's in your best interest. But the yep. other thing when it, when it comes to discipline, like if, and I, again, I always communicate the discipline before and I, I communicate uh, not the discipline, but the consequences of their actions. If something does not happen. And, uh, but when, I, if I communicate those consequences, there can be, there's no passes. There's no strike, three strikes. It's, if I communicate this to you, you have to, if, if as a parent, you have to follow through with that discipline because if you don't, they will call your bluff every time and it becomes exhausting trying to, <laughs> trying to yep. uh, nail that down. Yep. So trying to, trying to correct it too. <laughs> oh man. And you just drop the hammer a couple times. Maybe, maybe once a month, you know, that they'll kind of push the envelope a little bit. You, you quickly put them in line and then everything's good, smooth sailing. And you can work together as a team really well. So that's, <laughs> I've learned that. <laughs> well, very cool. 
Well, Chris, if my listeners wanted to look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you, maybe check out some of your programs or even your app, um, where can they find you? How can they do that? And then also, what do you have going on this year that you're looking forward to? Oh, wow. So, so find me. You can actually find me on Instagram or Facebook at Real Chris Powell. Um, because I'm the real Chris Powell. <laughs> there are others out there, but sure enough, there, there, there were some, some creeps out there that made some fake sites and they were trying to sell a bunch of, bunch of junk on there. Yeah. So just find real Chris Powell or you can go to my website, which is chriscowell.com. And I've actually, you know, on there, I've got a, you can, you can try it. Our app for free. It's a two week free trial. I don't ask for any payment information up front because I don't believe in that. I just believe in genuine free trials. If you like, if you love the experience that we built for you, which by the way, it cost me a fortune and three years of my time to build the most extensive transformation experience ever. You can find that right there at chrispile.com. And then, um, yeah. Oh, what was the other thing that you would ask me? Um, so what do you have going on this year that you're looking for? Oh, so I'm starting a service project that I had wanted to do for a long time. And I can't give too many details about this, but it goes back to my mission and my mission. Yeah. And I'm so excited about this. My my mission is to eradicate weight related suffering from humanity. There's a lot of people out there who are in a, a really difficult place, both physically and mentally. And, and I am, I just believe that that is my purpose here on earth is to help those people. And to help them realize how amazing their body is and the fact that they can control it. And, and, and the fact that, you know, ultimately we do, we can, we can absolutely um, control and create the most amazing life for ourselves with our bodies. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm going to be launching it probably like mid to late October, early November. And cool. the goal, the goal is to get 1 million people moving a day with me. Oh, wow. And that's awesome. It's, it's going to be so cool. And I, I'm going to go live every day. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun and it's not going to be long. Five minutes. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I'm really, really excited about this. So my team is hard at work. We're putting this whole thing together and we'll be launching it here pretty soon. So, um, you know, and, and again, I just, just to get people to move with me, I think it's going to be, for me, a, a, an extremely powerful experience. And I hope it's going to be the same for a million people out there or more. You know, who, who knows where this could go, but this is, this is my project. This is my service for the world that I want to do. And I couldn't be more excited about it. Awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it when it launches. Um, but, uh, you know, Chris, it's been a huge honor and pleasure for me to have you on. I really appreciate it. Um, I know you took time out of your day to do this, and uh, it means a lot to me. So um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, brother. Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll definitely look you up next time I'm out in, in SoCal. <laughs> we, we, we can get a little workout in or something. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm more of a runner myself, but uh, I'll certainly I'll certainly work out with you. <laughs> awesome, brother. That sounds great, man. Well, thanks again, cool. Brian. Thank you again to Chris for talking with me on Data. I hope you enjoy my conversation with him as much as I did. Chris has a huge heart and cares a lot for his kids and the people he impacts through his training. Chris certainly represents the Data community very well. Make sure you check out his Instagram page at Real Chris Powell, where you can learn more about Chris as well as get access to his website and app. Thank you as always for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing it. 
If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for guests or would like to be a guest yourself, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at dadupodcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.